You're listening to the Hope Revealed Podcast Network with your host, Matt Crump. The Hope Revealed Podcast Network is home to shows like Hope Revealed, God's Got This Stories, Fight School with co-host and Emmy Award-winning director, Bill Nolan, on Clubhouse, the new international room called Let's Get Naked and Cancer FU, Fighters United, or his LinkedIn show called Matt Chat Live. Every episode of every show is designed to give you inspiration, motivation, hope, and the tools you need to navigate life successfully at home, business, or career. So now, your host, coach, consultant, and purveyor of hope, Matt Crump. back there playing the drums hey guys welcome back to another episode of matt chat live here on the hope revealed podcast network i'm super excited to have an awesome guest quite a chameleon you'll find out all about him and his life and his business in a little bit i'm sure you'll dig it because there's a lot of great information and his business is going to be relative to you uh, not only that his experience in his life is going to be something i'm positive you'll be able to relate to and uh you ever felt sometimes like you just keep coming up against like walls, like you're building all these things, right? You got this great thing going, the, the plans are perfect, everything's set in place and you're building this beautiful structure and bam, a wall just gets knocked down. You're like, oh my gosh, you gotta build the wall back up and bam, another wall. Yeah, I get it. So I've kind of had one of those days, it's been one of those days, car towed, bank account hacked, another car going bad, people mad, you know, it's just, you keep like, what in the world is next? I know that's a bad question to ask. Never ask that question, but it's true. Oh my gosh, I know what you feel like. I know what you're going through with that. That's one of the reasons why I've been a coach and consultant for, for decades. I'm not going to say how long because it makes me feel horrible sometimes. I'm getting old. It's crazy. Like I had Father's Day weekend this weekend. I was hanging out with my son and there's stuff I'd love to do, but old boy can't just keep up with my young boy anymore. It's crazy. Time flies by. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm totally getting what some of y'all, all of us are going through, but there's some out there that are just, just nailing it, doing some great stuff and saying, man, I'm doing fantastic. That's awesome. I think there's something in this for everybody. And uh, we all have something that we could share to help make things even better. And that's really what Matt Chat Live is all about. It's not necessarily about trying to get you to buy something or convincing you that you're doing something wrong. You might be, but it's about helping you to find ways to move forward, right? And there's so many people out there that have gone through exactly what you're going through and some that um, that can help you to see what's on the other side of that crap. Let's just say it right. Let's just deal with it, right? That's what it is. So, you know, we've had some great, great guests in the past, and I'm looking forward to that today, too. I will say we've got a couple of our sponsors on the show, thanks to MF Consulting and, of course, uh, Encapsulator.io. We'll hear about them here in just a moment. And uh, I'm glad you're here with us. It's uh, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Don't forget, every Wednesday at 5, we go live, which is uh, 5 or 2, five, yeah, 2 in the, in the uh, Pacific uh, Coast, Pacific Standard Time. And for all of our friends in Australia, for our followers there, it's bright and early, 7 o'clock in the morning. I mean, come on, you're getting ready for, for your shower, you're doing your stuff, just turn it on, take a listen, we're going to have a good time. And then what's really cool right after that let me see if i can do this and get myself lined up i always i put this thing the wrong way i'm gonna lean this no lean this way here we go oh boop. there we go all right so over here here you always gotta go backwards it's so weird 
I gotta make myself backwards. All right, so now we're doing uh, here. There we are. We're doing me live at five. Then right down here. Ooh, seven o'clock tonight. I can't wait to hang out with you because seven o'clock tonight is Let's Get Naked on Clubhouse, and we have had such an amazing room there for for so long. I, I we started maybe I don't know four or five months ago now, and uh, our mods are from all around the world. They're incredible, incredible people. And every night has been powerfully transformational. If you don't show up, I mean, something's wrong. You're going to grow hairy legs and hair out your armpits or something. You don't show up. That's what I'm talking about. So let's get naked on uh, seven at seven o'clock on Clubhouse every Wednesday night. Really a chance to shed the veneer of fear, doubt, lack, the imposter syndrome, all the mess that people say, like, you know, my, my social media is going perfect and I look like this, but it's not really you. It's you 12 years ago and you're really mad because, well, I do the same videos Matt does, but he gets thousands of views and I get 200 views. So I hate Matt, right? Well, Come on, let's just be real. That's what Let's Get Naked's about. And we have a chance to kind of just air those things and get through some situations. We have a theme every time, and you can join us on LinkedIn Live. We have a LinkedIn event page every week for that, too. And you can jump on chat with us every time because, you know, it's just all audio. So you can get naked as you want. Ain't nobody going to see you. They'll hear you, but they won't see you. And uh, we'd love to be together. So we'd love for you to jump on with us every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock for Let's Get Naked. All right? So uh, that'll be just a little bit. I look forward to seeing you here tonight. It's going to be really, really good. All right. So until then, I want to talk a, a little bit about some of our sponsors. First one is my friend Chris Webb. He's over in Canada. He's on the far side of Canada. He's on the west coast of the United States, up north. And uh, he, he runs a company called MF Consulting. He's a fantastic friend of mine. Great guy. Has some great stuff available. I'll tell you about it in just a second. So here's the deal. Chris doesn't play around with MF Consulting. And I'll give you a few guesses what MF stands for. Yeah, it does. So he gets in your face, I'm telling you what. But it's a good way. He cares about you. He wants your business to succeed. He does. He's got a website that has uh, an academy, basically. It's, a, it's an academy. And it's got hundreds of videos in there, things you could choose by topic or, or subject, whatever, and, and learn different things while you're there in his, in his company, right? The things he's doing to help you uh, succeed. It's really a great program. Check him out, mfconsultingpc.com, and uh, you'll get a chance to check him out. Make sure you tell him Matt sent you. Or, uh, again, I'm talking about those hairy legs and the armpit stuff. It's going to be nasty. So you got to call him, all right? So I'm looking forward because I'm going to show you this guy right here. Let me pull back up here. This fella right here. You see him? Look at that guy. Is he looking nice and friendly? He's a friendly guy in his little studio looking at you. He's so cool. His name's Mike. And uh, Mike has been on the mic for quite a while, and he's having an opportunity to do some things to change not only his life, but the people's lives around him. And uh, we're going to find out all about him with his company called Social Chameleon. Dude, that's a cool name. I do marketing and branding. Boom. Social Chameleon with a little tail with an O. He's a smart guy. I like this guy. He's pretty cool. I'm much older than him, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> All right. So coming up in just a moment is this awesome guy named Mike. We'll be right back with him. Bam. So there he is right there. <laughs> I figured I'd go this way. This is Mike. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. 
What's going on, brother? Appreciate it, man. man. What, a, what an intro, and this is a legit show. I just love the way that you your branding is on point. We could talk about branding today, too, and uh, just love what you stand behind. And uh, I did a little man. homework on you, too. I know you did your homework on me, but don't worry. I'm prepared. And uh, I just ready. love the, the inspirational content you're putting out on LinkedIn and on all your social and also your story, man, about uh, fighting through cancer and the fact that you keep moving forward and you keep going, you don't give up. Uh, you live the things that you consult and coach and teach and inspire. You do it firsthand, and that's why it resonates, and that's it's transparent. And uh, I just want to give you some love. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that, especially in a day like today when everything was just falling apart before we came out. I was late for you. I mean, everything. So thank you for the it's grace. Good. It's so good. Yeah, man. That tip, nothing's yeah. good. You got to be ready because what goes smooth, like, you know, when it goes smooth, that's when you got to be like, wait a minute, something's around the corner. Something's here. Wrong. This seems too. <laughs> this seems too. as an entrepreneur. Wait a minute. Everybody's saying yes to me today and everything's just rolling. You know, yeah, nope, the car's going to break down your backup. You get your car, your backup car, your holy smokes, man. Yeah, yeah you've been, you've been, been dealt we're here and we're having fun. So that's what we are, man. So. All right, Mike. So you got this company called Social Chameleon. Um, and it's really only been out. It's still a still a fairly new company. You started uh, just a few years ago. Before that, you were you were living life in the corporate world and management and uh, brick and mortar kind of stuff, you know. And um, you made some shifts in your life. So tell us a little bit about Mike. You know, some of why you were, why were you even in retail? Why were you a manager of a store? Why did you think there was something else? Right? What's what's that all about, Mike? Yeah, try to give you the shorter version because I know we're limited on time. But to, to give our audience, and by the way, the reason I agreed to, to be on uh, the show today, first of all, thank you again to Matt for having me on. But the reason, Thanks. if you're listening to me and you're watching me, thank you for your attention because I know how valuable it is and how many different places you're going to be pulled into. So if you're listening right now, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this because I realize you could be going through a number of things, good, bad, and ugly. And if there's something in my story that can help bring you from where you're at to the next level up. That is why I'm sitting here right now doing this interview. Now, as far as who I am and, and kind of my backstory. So from a really young age, things I love doing was always creating. I had a creative gene. Um, I had, you know, a couple musicians and drummers in my family. And naturally I took to music. So I played the drums from about fifth grade on and my uncle was a drummer and my dad's cousin was a drummer. Uh, he was a jazz drummer. My uncle was rock and roll. So I have kind of this, this bloodline of uh, loving fusion buddy, jazz, buddy rich and, and John Bonham. And if you oh, buddy rich, through, <laughs> that's a buddy rich beat right there. It's pretty cool. <laughs> there it is. And yeah, I wasn't in anything where they said you can basically hit something and make a percussive sound. Sign me up. I was literally in the back of orchestra hitting the triangle. You know, whatever I could do to to, to uh, do something with percussion and creating, I loved it. I was also in the garage band. We actually were a basement band uh, that um, <laughs> I was in fifth grade and playing with middle schoolers. So I thought I was the coolest kid uh, because Dude. I have an older brother. So his buddies that were learning the three chord Green Day songs, I was like just laying down a drum beat and they're like, hey, you can hold a beat. You're you're in the band. Uh, so that was me as a young young age, like about 11 years old, I got into music, but I always loved music early on. Like the Beatles always resonated with me because they're just, a, you know, they were fun and they they wrote interesting music that I, I still, for some reason, don't think they even get enough credit for, believe it or not. I don't know if that makes sense as a statement, but to me as a musician, 
I think the general public still doesn't have a, the right appreciation for what the Beatles meant Yeah, I mean, to dude, they were so creative. You're right. Yeah. Some of the songs, say this, I'm like, wondering, how did they play that chord? I'm like, what is that? You know? Yeah. Like, as a drummer, I know Ringo didn't get a lot of love until more recently. And whenever we would cover a Beatles song, I had to listen back to it a lot more than people would probably, or I'd care to admit, because everyone's like, oh, just a straight. No. He would throw, if he did something five times in a song, he did it two times one way, two times another way, and then the fifth time totally randomly different. And you had to know when that was coming. Now, to the uneducated ear, just kind of flows, but he would do things really, really cleverly. So that was one part of me. Just love the, the uh, creative side of music. Bands I was listening to, just to put it into perspective, I mentioned the Beatles at a really young age, but I loved Zeppelin. You know, the, the, what they, especially John Bonham, just got me into the bombastic drum beats. Um, my uncle gave me Zeppelin one for Christmas one year, and that's all I had to have in my hands, Man. in my possession. But also, I loved Weezer. Soundgarden, Red Hot Chili Peppers are always a favorite. So that early 90s vibe. Now, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. So by the time I was like eight years old, my my formative years, I was listening to grunge and, and mixing that with classic rock. And that's kind of what turned me into the drummer and the musician that I was. Even around like a little bit before that time, my brother and I were really creative. We were writing screenplays. And we were creating movies like on mom's video camera, shoulder camera, running around the backyard. And I was literally the good guy, the bad guy, the other guy. Like I would just change (laughs) my outfit and come in. And then any like friend in the neighborhood who happened to be like riding his bike by would be like, oh, come over here. You're going to be in our thing. (laughs) I remember one time we were were shooting like a reenactment of Saving Private Ryan. It might even have been out before that movie came out when we were doing this, like an army movie because we had the woods behind our parents' house. And he was wearing like, a, this kid was wearing a baseball t-shirt and he was the bad guy in a movie and he falls flat down. I'm like, he's got a number seven on his back. Like, come on, can you at least turn the shirt inside out? But anyway, <laughs> my brother and I, my brother Wally, uh, he's a couple years older than me. We thought we were Spielberg and Zemeckis. So I always had this love for creating interesting stories. What I love about those guys is they're not only really good at the stories that they tell, it's visually compelling um, one of my favorite movies is Jurassic Park. A lot of my closer friends kind of laugh. They're like, what are you, like eight years old? So I'm like, well, you know what? That movie, the way he shot it, first of all, it's an entertaining movie. So that's the number one thing I look for when I'm going to a movie. We're going to give someone an hour and a half to three hours of my time. Yeah. Will I be entertained? If the answer is no, then what am I? What, what are we going there for? We're going to another place to be entertained. So they do that well. They do storytelling really well. But visually, the way that Spielberg and Jurassic Park, the first one, takes you through and shows you the actor's expressions, more so than just the violence and the gore and the dinosaurs, is done really, really well. So that was always a movie that got my attention and my interest in kind of uh, storytelling. Went to Buffalo State College originally as an educator. I was going to be an elementary math teacher. There's a backstory in there. I'll kind of save you that. But um, I just had a teacher who inspired me when I was about 15 years old in high school. And I said, you know what? I want to do that for kids when they're a lot younger. Because why did it take that long for me to realize my potential? I didn't realize my academic potential until I was 15 years old because of that one teacher. So when it was time to figure out what I was going to do in college, I said, I want to go for education and teach kids when they're a lot younger what their potential is. So I decided after a semester or two, meeting with my advisor, she looks at me and says, like, 
what do you want? Basically the question, are, are you doing what you want to do or what, what, if you can choose anything, what would you be doing? And I told her what I just told you guys is you know, I was running around with the camera and literally VCR to VCR pressing play and record. And that's how we would edit our movies back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, you know, through that window, that building right there, and it looked like an average rectangular brick building, nothing special. That's a studio. In the basement, there's literally a TV studio with the de news desk. There's three huge, like $20,000 cameras in there. It's set up like a regular news studio. And um, all the productions are for the kids that live on campus. And, um, you know, there's courses you can take. And I just said, sign me up for everything. So I switched over. I still have a love for education and helping kids out. And I think I'm going to do that in a different way on stage someday, more so inspiring them in not only academics, but in, in life, right? Some like bigger picture um, and kind of the entrepreneurial yeah. journey that comes in my story next. So I decided to do that. I'm very passionate about media production. I get my Bachelor of Arts in Media Production in 08. So I know you said you're older than me, but I'm starting to feel a little bit old in my mid-30s here. And uh, when, I'm in Buffalo, New York, by the way. I have a love for Buffalo, New York. It's in my heart. But there wasn't, at least in 08, there's more today when, I, when we record this in 2021. But in 08, not a ton of media production jobs, at least paying something that you would say I'm getting into my first career role. There was right. things you might do for free and stuff, but I didn't end up pursuing the media production thing too heavy here uh, with the limited opportunities. And I'm going to be straight up. I wasn't interested in telling people it's raining or snowing out and being a weatherman or being behind the camera shooting the guy in a green screen or even fetching coffee at a news studio here and, and saying someone got shot down the street. That wasn't the news or the entertainment I was really in, into. I was into like more episodic screenplay long you know uh feature film so yeah, i didn't know what that was going to look like or if those opportunities would come or i would now i have more of a create the opportunity mentality but at 22 years old i didn't know everything i know today let's just put it what call it like it is so i um you, mean you didn't you weren't smart didn't know everything at 22 didn't know everything at 22 wow this is news uh, folks i didn't know that was possible <laughs> yeah yeah Hey, I'll tell you though, today uh, there's no shortage of information. So I know 22 year olds have, if you're listening to this and you're 22, I mean, do get your, get, get your headset on and start listening to the podcast you want. If you're not already, you're listening to us right now talking. So, and then get yourself in books, whether that's on your iPad or literally uh, picking up a book and reading it and marking it up with your highlighter. I mean, there's no shortage of information. So you don't have to get it from the traditional resources of school. I'm not shooting no, down No, I hate school. to be that guy, but it's true. I mean, I think their college is important for, you know, I want a doctor to go to college, you know, with lawyers to go through. But I mean, there's so many places people could go to now that can be successful and not have to go to college. Uh, Even if you want to be a doctor, though, you could research it ahead of time today differently than like, oh, let me go try it and see. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like you can, you can totally vibe. figure it out. Yeah, you can come yeah. come to the table with so much more information, which is incredible. So you have a lot of creative experience in your background, a lot of excitement about creating things, doing things, and then mm -hmm. you uh, you go and become a manager at a store. So uh, yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. We'll come back to that because then there's cool. some shifts that happen between those two places and where you're at now. Yeah, there's a pivotal uh, part in the story we'll get to right after. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So you better hang on because we're coming back to that here in just a minute. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about my friend uh, Danny Shannon out there in Australia. I love this man so much. I can't wait to tell you more about him in just a moment. 
Yeah, so that's encapsulator.io. That's the website address. And uh, Danny's a great guy. If you know me at all, you know that I was a drug addict and alcoholic back in the day before the army and the war and all the other things that changed my life. But back then, I remember what it was like. And uh, Danny had battled uh, drug addiction for a long time in his life. And um, when he went to a rehab center, which he happens to work at now, um, a lot of things changed for him. And some of the things he was wrestling with was you know, from the moment he walked into where he was at and he did kind of a little video thing, checking on himself and came back and looked at himself and thought, wow, I have changed so much. I can't believe what I said then to now. And he created Encapsulator. It's a time capsule, a time vault for videos. So if you've ever grown up in a school where you did uh, in elementary school, maybe you did a time time vault where you put things from the year. It was a year you were there in school and you put them in a bottle and you bury them in the ground and 30 years later, somebody digs it up and sees what it was looking like. Like for me, it would have been back in the 70s, like they're digging up something from the 70s and I don't know, the 90s or whenever they opened it up. And people are like, wow, this is what the kids were thinking of back then. It's that kind of a deal, but you can do that for yourself, which is really cool, right? The one aspect, the other aspect is for teams and businesses. There are, there are companies that are using Encapsulator now uh, for team leadership and team building and looking for where they're going along as they scale the business. Are they doing things the way they said they were supposed to do? Are things happening the way they thought they were gonna work? Is there something that actually was better and they found a different way to pivot, right? There's always you can use this tool. It's fantastic. So the best way to find out, go to encapsulator.io, click on the link, you'll find out all about it and uh, you'll love it. I guarantee you, I've got an account there. I've already done several videos and uh, it's even more stuff is coming. Danny's got a lot up his sleeves. So uh, keep tuned for that. That's Danny with encapsulator.io. All right, so today uh, we're with my friend, Mike, and my, Mike is the owner and operator and uh, behind the scenes guy. And now he's got people helping him for a company called Social Chameleon. We just talked a moment ago. We were looking at some of the things in his life, how his past, his passions, things he grew up with, things he enjoyed. And uh, he has a pivotal moment that happened in his life that really thrust him through different places to where he's at today. I do want to get some time. We only got a few minutes left, but I want to get the time about what he does in Social ch uh, Chameleon because it's very powerful. But you've been able to see some of the passion he's had as a as a person, right? Like you. There's things you've been through that you just really loved and you were good at. Maybe it wasn't exactly the thing you landed, landed doing, but you found an opportunity. Um, it just seems like it's right there. And the big deal for some folks is whether you're willing to, to take the leap or not. Sometimes the leap can happen through horrible circumstances. I've had to deal with that. I've never played on some of the things in my life happening. I didn't sign up for that kind of crap, right? But stuff happens. And and when it does, you have a chance and opportunity to move in a different direction. That's some things that happened to Mike. So uh, we'll bring Mike back here to the screen. And Mike, we were just a little bit ago talking about the band. You had the band going. I'm thinking, I need to call Mike and we need to start our own band now. It'd be fun, Let's right? do it. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So let's let's we could, let's we could do it like postal service. You could we could record separately and uh, dude, send it's all mail it's it all on the internet now. You just click a button yeah. and we yeah. go right. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So let's jump in. We've got like uh, ten minutes left. I know we got a lot of cool. lot to segue in ten minutes, but if we could go from where you're at there and those passions to moving into your your business life and to where you're at mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So yeah. right there, this put, puts me at about 22 years old. And what happens is I, I have an opportunity to either move out to Los Angeles and pursue a career in media. My uncle's out there at that point um, doing really well, living in Sherman Oaks, working on major feature films as a digital recordist. So he's in charge of all the, you know, when an orchestra would record the, the huge band uh, for a movie, he was mixing it. And I nearly moved oh, out cool. there with an opportunity to kind of go with him, like stay with him for a short period of time and kind of 
figure it out quickly thereafter and, and what, what my living situation would be. I decided to stay in Buffalo and I ended up getting really serious with my girlfriend. She did say, if you want to go and pursue it once in a lifetime opportunity, go do it. And I decided it, maybe it's my Italian heritage and just, just being close with my parents and everything here in Buffalo. I just felt I wanted to start a family here and I was getting really serious with my girlfriend. So I, I didn't see it where I wanted to leave and maybe jeopardize that. So we ended up um, getting engaged like that next year and one year later married. So now I'm put me at 25 years old in 2011. I get married and that year in business, I ended up getting in, into retail sales, which up until that point, to be serious, like to be uh, transparent about it, it was barely paying the bills. It was just, you know, whatever could I can put gas in my car. We're talking seven bucks, 10 bucks an hour. Some of them were mall retail uh, opportunities working in a kiosk. It was not really heavy hitting sales. Uh, it was just kind of whatever I could do while I was at, at school. But that, that next year, uh, 25 years old, right before I get married, I get this opportunity with the company and I'm going to give them some love sleep number. You guys may have heard of the sleep number mattress, but they took a shot at me. I was super green with barely had any sales. And I worked in a music store and I knew how to talk to people, but I wasn't really a consultative, like consultative seller. Right. So, um, so I learned it. I learned the ropes. They taught me the products and services. I had a heart to help people out and it all came formed together. It made me a really strong salesperson in my first year at the company, I hit 147% to my goal. I, I will always remember the number because I got this trophy mailed to me as a surprise. And then I got like the, hey, you're in president's circle, which means you're like top, it was either two or 5% of the company it was out of 900 reps. I was like in a top group of like 50 to 100 people that got to go to this awesome location. And I cracked a beer with the CEO. And that's where wow. the moment, that's where my, remember I talked about the high school teacher where I realized my academic potential was just being unlocked. When I had that moment hanging out with C-level corporate, uh, you know, CEO and the director of sales, all these people cracking a beer with them and getting my award, I was like, oh, I these people are no different than, than you know, the guy in the back room who taught me how to watch this training video. You know what I mean? And so- yeah, yeah. And they had a real appreciation for who we were to make the company work. And th that was a great organization. So I worked for them for a couple of years, get recruited into insurance sales, not something I ever woke up and thought I would be interested in or even good at. But they said the same thing. Hey, you have the skills that can make you really great at this. We'll teach you the stuff you don't know. Be yourself. And I took it and ran with that for three and a half years. Now, I was married. Beautiful daughter was born in 2015. My priority started to shift and I focus on being the breadwinner in the family. I think that's an Italian thing too. We have that prideful taking care of the pack mentality. And I was doing very well for a young insurance agent. I mean, you don't last in that industry for three and a half years by being kind of half-assed. Mediocre. Yeah. So I never, mediocre is a word that to me, I just want to vomit when I hear it, by the way. So I, when I'm an <laughs> insurance agent or selling sleep number beds, know that I'm the kid, mid twenties kid that's listening to podcasts, reading Grant Cardone books. I mean, I'm learning everything about sales, living and breathing it as if it's a sport, not in a manipulative way where I'm going to try to break my numbers, but I don't care who I sell and what I sell. That's not what it was. It was actually connecting with people, learning the sales process of discovering, asking good questions. And then something I learned is when you believe in your product and service so much that 
you actually feel if the person leaves without purchasing it, that you're doing them a disservice. And that's how I felt like, oh my God, these people are going to leave and go buy something else. And they're going to be back in three years. Why am I going to make them go through that whole hassle? I need to make sure they understand what, what's offered here and the value of it. And uh, I got became very, very good at that, whether it was mattresses or insurance. And then what ends up happening is I have this thing where I have a gauge for my fulfillment, knowing my calling and purpose in life, if it's a little bit off from what I'm doing, um, I just feel it really like it's, it sits in my heart, you know, and I just knew that I didn't want to be in, even though I enjoyed helping people with their insurance, it wasn't the space I felt I was going to belong in for the rest of my life or my career, at least 30 years, 40 years. I didn't think that's what God or the universe put me on this planet to do. I it's that creative, like what's, where's that eight year old kid banging on the drums, running around with a video camera mm-hmm. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was very real. I would go to go to the managers that I was working with, and I was always on a track to become a manager or in a program where I was becoming a manager. Uh, you asked me about the retail to tell the story about the retail gig. So after I did insurance, I got called back to Sleep Number. That's what happened, where they launched a new store, and the current store manager went over there, and it opened up a spot at the store I used to work at, and they said you got to apply. There's like 15 different people who have their, their name in the hat. And it was not very easy. They're like, why should we take you back? You know, it was like, mm-hmm. Hey, you left us before. So I had to like repitch myself and position myself. And then I got that gig and did it for about 14 months. I broke some more store records and I told you off camera, I had a pro bowl season, but as good as things looked on paper and I was making the greatest income up to that point in my career, my wife was able to stay at home with our daughter and things looked great. I had a beautiful family going on and bought a house and everything was great. Um, two cars, whatever, uh, you know, that American dream that a lot of people think of. Right. But we, we weren't fulfilled at home. I would come home and, and our relationship was kind of in shambles. I mean, she would go up to bed and say, I'm just going to go read. And I'd come home and, and want to learn about what, what my daughter did when I was working 12 hours and, then I would be like wanting to watch a YouTube video, learning how to do sales so I can improve my process while she was gone. And it just got to this place where we were in two different deals. And and um, this is really the, the pivotal part in how I become an entrepreneur is in 2017, my wife and I finally get to a point. She introduces the idea of getting a divorce, which was never in our vocabulary. And kind of the Italian deal is you just deal with your hardships and you don't, you don't have to advertise them and you guys handle that under your roof and it, you, you don't give up. Yeah. And so I was willing to keep fighting for my daughter's well-being. Then I realized, man, like if she's 10 or 20 some year, someday and thinking back on all she's going to know us as is kind of the parents that were out of sync with one another. She was two at that point. So I actually said, you know what, I think it would be best if we did this. And it just felt like it was so dark. There was no point of return. Well, we go through with it. And I get, I move out, I get my new apartment, and this is where the moment happens. Looking at all my stuff boxed up, and it's kind of like all my past. I mean, literally, it's yearbooks, it's trinkets and things. I kind of a little bit of a hoarder. And it was like all my past, everything I've done is in these boxes. And the blank canvas on the walls, the apartment that hasn't been touched yet, is my future. And I can create new empty boxes to, you know, put more life cherished moments in. And I looked myself in the mirror and the only one that was set up at that time, because I just had moved in was the mirror in the bathroom. I'm standing there 
I look at myself and I go, who the hell do you want to be? Like, mm. you're great. Yeah, you got did these things in sales and, you know, you walked away from it. And, or I was at that point still working there. So I was considering how I was going to pivot and, and start this company. I just said, I want to do something, take a chance at it. And I reflected back on the fact that both sets of my grandparents came over from Italy and they didn't speak English very well. They didn't have great connections here, but they made it happen for a better life for their children and their future grandchildren. And I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and waste away in some cushy nine to five that can pay me decently. And I can be in a like mediocre, I hate to say that for marriage, but like a how many people are actually happy in their marriage and just kind of go through it and retire and maybe play a little golf and then pass away. And like, that is not the legacy I'm willing to fight for. And I'm sorry. That's how I am. I, I don't have yeah. to apologize. I actually, I'm not sorry, but that's, that's explaining why I decided to take the leap. I mm. felt, I felt that 31 years old, I had so much, uh, God willing to, to ahead of myself. And if I didn't, I don't know, I could wake up tomorrow and I could, it could be it, but I was definitely going to die in my own sword and live outside the box. Cause in the, in the companies I worked for, even though many of them were, them were good experiences they always limited what i would bring to the table i'd have like a marketing idea and they'd be like well that has to go through the head of this department that and by time 18 people looked at it it got squished uh and so i'd be like well now i'm my own founder i'm my own boss and if i have an idea i can run with it so i created social chameleon and the name, the reason for the word chameleon is I felt like that was kind of a definitive word of my sales style where I can work with an older couple or a younger person or someone my age, your age, and connect with them. And originally, it was a digital media company. We were offering everything from web design, social media content creation, running ads, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, doing video testimonials. And I'd say the one of the mistakes I made early on was I was trying to be everything to everyone. So in the process of kind of getting the business up and running for the first couple of years, I created my own podcast separately from the company as something that I felt called to do a tug at my heart. And my show is called Mike up with Mike DeChocho. And I launched it to inspire people to be brave and bold in pursuit of their dreams. So you go and create their social chameleon, whatever that is for them their show or their whatever their baby is that they want to get out into the world. And when I, when I launched my show, one of my clients I did a testimonial for was like, Hey, you know how to do podcasting right there. IEDA. That was my first podcast client. And they were like, Hey, you know how to do this podcasting thing. Can you help us out? Of course the answer was yes. And, um, I didn't know if it was going to be one of many services, but once that pandemic hit, <laughs> and kind of yeah. got everybody stutter stepping i decided instead of trying to water the forest and have this real busy landscape and things you that were very difficult to monitor what was good bad and ugly i decided to water a garden so i cut out all that other stuff and i focused on podcasting and that little garden has grown more let's call it in that 10 by 10 space than me trying to do too much so I built a team. I got, I have Todd, you see Mary, Nate, all great people that I connected with through my network who work on the team. Um, me, myself, and I was the original team. And I still do a lot of one-on-one -on -one with my clients. Everybody hears from me directly. Everybody works with me first before anything is touched by a team member at this point. So it's still very, uh, you know, kind of home, like uh, 
organic. And I love it. That's the whole thing. And I thought of three things. I love doing this. It's an industry that's not going anywhere. Now you can love something, but it doesn't mean it's going to bear fruit, but it's also been fruitful. So I've grown my business more than I have in the first three years by being laser focused. And I'm kind of doing this as a little bit of like a workshop, if you will, and what worked for me. Maybe if you're struggling in business, listening to this, you're thinking, I am doing too much. You got to kind of pick your, they say the, the the riches are in the niches. I, It's not just a cute Instagram post. I do believe in that. And and once you actually know what you stand behind and, and pick your what you're going to run with, that's when things just took off for me. And it, it, my anxiety went from not knowing where the next call would come from to having so much to work with on the field, if you will, and how I'm going to organize it and put it, everybody in the right place for success. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have kind of a, a box of the chess pieces. So I have all the players and now I'm just putting them on the field to do the right, you know, to win the match. Yeah. Yeah. What an amazing, amazing transformation, even in the, the good times, the bad times, the ugly, mm-hmm. to a place where you can um, really just spread your wings and fly. And as a result of you spreading your wings and fly, you are able to help other people do the same thing, which is even mm-hmm. more rewarding when you watch somebody else be able to take totally. off and do the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, and and the value of all the mess, and mm-hmm. you know some of the great experiences you've had in the bat in the past, and all the business stuff you've been through, companies is that it all it all meant something. It means something. It mm-hmm. made you who you are today and gives you the opportunity to uh, to be able to share that with other people, which is what I'm passionate about. Like I tell people, look, I I can tell you everything not to do with your business right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made every everything you could probably imagine is a mistake uh, uh-huh. that um, now I'm trying to reexamine what those mistakes have been in my life, all my life, and uh, share with people how to overcome obstacles and say, well, I know you do this, that's going to happen. So let's not, let's go this way instead. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's so important to be able to, to take some of those t- pains of the past and be able to use them for people's profit moving forward in the future, uh, yeah. which is what you're doing with social chameleon. And I popped that, uh, pop that up here online on this thing here. I a second ago. even have the seven tips to launch your podcast. So even just going there and you're mm-hmm. not aware. I know a lot of folks that are, are nervous about podcasts for some, they get afraid of the camera, they get afraid of the mic. They don't know what to do. But you even have a little video here that helps people to get some tips on how to even start, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is fantastic, which is free. And I'm sure yeah, there's, there's a free, free download right there too. Yeah, yeah free, free download, download, which is a great resource. Um, you also have, let's see at the top here, services, free discovery call, free guide. You've got, of course, your reviews, folks that say how awesome you are, your team, mm-hmm. uh, your work, and then social work. You're doing social media sites and whatnot. So there's a lot available for folks when they come to uh, – to your website. Again, I'll pop that back up here on the, on the screen, which is uh, socialchameleon.us. Yep. And um, let, when they come there, do you have like, uh, I mean, let's look at here. People are going to see it's $197 an episode. That's a lot of money. Uh, a lot of folks are kind of might be concerned about that. Um, but for that, for that money, let's just start with this one package that's up there right now. I mean, what kind of stuff mm-hmm. are people going to really get for that kind of money in an episode? Yeah. So number one thing, the, the reason that this this has worked so well uh, and has been fruitful is there's a number of people that have an awesome idea and they have an amazing energy and then they launch their podcast. And typically they're doing it a little bit as I would say everyone starts and has the passion behind it, whether it's a passion project or not, there's passion in it. Right. And if it's not something that is monetizing right away, which 99.99% of podcasts 
do not monetize right away. And I'd say if the only reason you're doing it, and Matt's like shaking his head, he gets it. If the only <laughs> reason you're going to do it is because you think you're going to make a buck doing it, you're going to, after some turmoil or just, you know, releasing 10 episodes and it's not uh, make turn in making coin, you're going to say, oh, I'm going to maybe put it on the back burner. Eight to 10, now about 15 episodes is that range when most people kind of drop off the cliff. So what our services offer is the opportunity for you to be great at what you're doing, which is create the idea of the show, what you want to talk about. You press record, upload the files to our platform, and we go to town on it. So the first package for 197 is audio only. But you can see if you scroll up to it says pro bundle, go up one more. Oh, yeah, other direction, yep. Yeah, so everything's listed right there. So you get an onboarding session with me. Um, we do the cover art for you, the full recording. It's it's edited. We upload it. We take care of the distribution. You know, so that headache is all taken care of. It's the a lot of work, folks. Too. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that goes on there. So to take that all off the plate and just hit record and go. That's right. a great. That's a great opportunity. We go through your episode. We create the unique tags for it, so everything is going to be tagged correctly. Um, and you can, I mean, I don't want to just read off the screen because everything's right there, but you go into the influencer bundle. That's when you're going to get into having audio video, similar to what Matt offers in my own show is an audio and video platform. And then we do the most important thing for you that you can do, which is create promo materials. So not only mm -hmm. is the cover art, which is important to have your unique cover art so people can visually see what's different about each show. Uh, like if you're interviewing someone, you obviously want to highlight them in the in the cover art. But what we do is we create a promo, a video promo, that's going to uh, catch someone's attention. It's a highlight from the episode. Think about if you're releasing a full 30 or 60-minute concept show and just expecting everybody to go to YouTube and find it. I mean, that's not really a marketing plan. That's not really something that uh, <laughs> hope marketing like it, doesn't work. It, we joked about you know being Spielberg and Zemeckis, but they didn't release one movie where they just put it out on uh july 24th or whatever the date would be and expect people to show up without yeah. promo like teaser promo so the idea of what we do in our influencer bundle is to give you social media content that you can do kind of um hey here's the cover of the episode here's a quote graphic from the episode here is a one to two minute teaser trailer that you can listen to and see if you like the content here if you want more of it then click through in the post uh, on Instagram, you can drive people to your link in your bio, right? And that's the whole idea. The concept is to get more people to your content. You have a great show, you have a great concept, and we need to, you know, we need to get more people tuning into it. So that's really the idea of having high quality content. But um, I've talked to so many people that say they hire this guy from one site, and there's a few of them, Fiverr, Upwork, whatever. I'm not talking down on those sites, but I know so many people in the past that hired like four different people to do their show. There was the person who was in charge of kind of the PR. There's the guy who does graphics. There's the audio dude. There's, if you got video, that might be the audio guy and the video guy. And a lot of times you have like four or five people working on a show where you can hire our company, probably spend less because of if you did the math on what you're paying everybody individually per episode. You know, 197, I mean, or, or you know, 297, 397, those prices when you consider everything you're getting are 
I mean, it's it's actually a very very good deal. No, um, time is money, bottom line. And um, yeah, and, and, right, and we do everything. Yeah, you add up all the different assets, and it's going to be more probably, especially your time. It, How much is your time worth? How much is an hour of your time worth, or five hours, or ten hours to get something done for the for this podcast? Right. Well, yeah, I think I mean there's been so much time when we we. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what it ends up breaking out to. I, I've done the math enough where I know if I charge people per hour opposed to package pricing, it would be way more if you charge per hour. And I don't care if you're paying an audio guy like 20 bucks an hour or something that's ridiculously low in our industry. I mean, the amount of time that goes into it to do a really good job, you're going to end up spending more than that anyway. So, yeah. And then it's also distributed. So that's like, ooh, I get to just see it come out. And, you know, it's taken care of for and you. Just start so, sharing links, right? Yeah. You get to wake up Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever your show comes out, and you get to experience it like a consumer and just love yeah. watching watching your show happen. So, and I'll tell you, it's been amazing working with our clients where you get to see them. They're like little kids, you know, on Christmas morning when their show launches. And that's what I love. And I'll tell you, working in, in media in the beginning, I was getting a lot of gigs where people were doing marketing because they knew they had to do it. Not even that they had the fire to do it or with podcasting. Mm, yeah. Most people have the fire because uh, it's interesting to them. They see that they see the purpose behind it. Um, yeah. And that's uh, just a great industry. And then I'll just share one quick thing. Why I decided podcasting uh, was something I cared about enough to even consider it as an option and launch my own show. I attribute a lot of my success or lessons I've learned that maybe aren't even business things, but as a parent, just as a human being, the concept of gratitude, I learned it through books and through podcasting. And I have great people in my life, great family, but they know what they know in their separate ways of what they've learned in life. But we have the ability to go on our device, whatever device it is, and tune in to the people who you're interested in getting your information for. And we're talking, I mean, in the past, you'd have to know somebody to be able to hear a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk, like a hundred years ago to, to talk to a top end entrepreneur, cutting edge thinker in the world. You had to be someone to be like in that group of people. Now you just press a button and you can hear whoever you want to talk. Level uh, playing field. It's amazing what, the, what we have at our fingertips. So that's why, to me, podcasting's not going away anytime soon. And why I love it so much is that what it's done for me. I feel like at the end of the day, business success aside and social chameleon aside, I love podcasting for what it's done for me as a person. I just yeah, want to get that so out there. Cool. What amazing uh, timeline we've had there for people to listen to. And we've been chatting for a while, but there's been a lot of bases covered. And um, Mike, uh, just as we're closing up here, somebody who might be in your position, you know, like you were five years ago compared to where you're at today. And, uh, you know, they're really wondering, like, is this even possible? Can I even do this? I've tried so many things so many times. It's one more thing I'm going to try. It's going to flop. I mean, all kinds of thought processes that might be there. Or, you know, I'm going to go for this thing. I'll give it all I've got. And if this is my last hurrah, then this is my last hurrah. I mean, a lot of different types of folks that might be listening and watching to watching us right now. Uh, what's one thing you could say to that person through everything they've heard so far in the show that would be an encouragement to uh, to move in the right direction in their life? Yeah, I would say everybody knows their that level that they have within themselves where other people may have a level where they quit. So you're going to have people in your life who are 
uh, friends, family, they love you, they care about your well-being, that they may have their level of quit. Uh, and it's going to be a lot sooner than your level, right? So like what you're able to withstand. So like the, whether it's fire, what you can take, the heat you can take. So what I'm trying to get at is if there's a something that's tugging at your heart and you feel that's your purpose in life, I would take time, clear out, doesn't need to be five hours, but take a half hour and meditate on what you really feel you're calling in, in life is and realize that being on this planet and having an opportunity, as long as you live in a culture that's your physical well-being is not in jeopardy if you decide to fill in the blank, whatever position, career, company, thing you want to do. If, if, that, if you're in, in the U.S. and we have freedom here, which some people take for granted, and I want to make sure we remember not to, we have the opportunity to do something great with our life. So just ask yourself, how will the world be better after you've lived on it for how many ever years that you're granted opposed to you not being here. And just remember that you have that level of greatness in you. So it could be anything. It doesn't have to be media, podcasting, what Matt does. Um, you don't have to be a social media influencer. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to be you. I love the quote, be you, everyone else is taken. So please, the world needs you to be at your best. I feel personally um, responsible for making the most of my opportunity. I mentioned my grandparents came over here and took a shot at even getting to America. So their family had a chance. I'll be damned if I kind of just piss it away. So yeah. be the best version of yourself in the thing that you feel makes you special, right? Everyone has their own thing. And uh, the world will definitely be better for you doing that at whatever level it ends up being at. There's a, it could be a kindergarten teacher. She's in her element or he's in their element. It could be a uh, CEO of a, a, you know, widget company. It could be someone like myself who has a media company. It could be a filmmaker, whatever it is, inspire people through your actions, not your words, but your actions and, and doing what you do. And I'd, I'd say whether you have a family or not, you can really build a legacy uh, if you never give up on your, your dreams. So, and the only other thing I'd say that's more of kind of a tangible talking point or something, if someone's really thinking about starting a business, um, evaluate this. So if, if you can get started without kind of shaking up what you're doing now, I'd recommend you get started. But if you're like me, I needed to burn the ships because I'll tell you what, if you got one foot in the water, and one foot on land, it's easy to pull that foot off the water and go back on the land because the land's pretty comfortable, stable, but it's it's not going to drive you into your greatness. So, so as long as you're not putting like your family, like I've, I put a couple other people, I have a daughter, six-year-old daughter I mentioned, beautiful, but I, you know, things didn't, didn't go smoothly that first year as I anticipated. So it started to impact everything else. And I had to operate a lot quicker and, um, you know, in ways that made it uneasy. I felt every emotion in the possible human well-being uh, in the last four years because being an entrepreneur teaches you a lot about yourself and it's, you feel extreme highs and extreme lows. Um, it's, it's not for everybody, but I would say if you know, you can maybe get into it and kind of see what you're, where you're at first and have a, some strategy first, definitely recommend that before just jumping out of the plane. Like if you can maybe peek at the manual 
to build a parachute, you might want to do that before you jump out. I jumped right. out with no manual, no concept, and I had to build the parachute while I was going headfirst into the middle of the ocean. So, um, but that's just how I knew I was. I knew I'd figure myself out because I had success in these other things, which was actually kind of not a great excuse to, to, to handle things that way. But I knew, uh, I just felt like I sold this company's product and that company's product. I want to create my own. Yeah. But there's there's practices you can put in place. So the last thing I'll say is you don't want to be so strategic that it takes you seven years to launch your first product or service. And you don't want to be so sloppy that you just launch it. And because it's, it's you know, oh, I just want to do it to do it and get it out. Because the problem with that is we don't have second or third chances in this world anymore. If someone sees your podcast and you launch it really sloppy the chance that someone's going to come back in like three months and see if you've improved at all is really low. They're going to move on to something they like. And once they like it, they're going to be pretty hooked. So don't be sloppy and don't be the guy who takes seven years just to tr try something new because things change so fast that you're going to be a dinosaur seven years from now. So somewhere in between, some strategy, some of that, I'm going to just go and do it and kind of wing it to until I feel and you got to learn. Matt mentioned it earlier. We learn from our experiences. So if you don't have any game tape, what are you going to watch back? But it doesn't hurt working with someone to make sure you're you're doing, if we want to talk sports for a second, how to, how to stand, how to throw the football, like right? your body. Um, if you can have someone teach you the right ways up front while you're learning and doing the game tape, that's the best way you could do it. But right. uh, I would say you're never going to get any better. Later on top of something else is tough when you got to develop other habits that need to be broken. Totally. Yeah, totally. You're never going to learn how to get better at it by not doing it, though. So mm -hmm. somewhere in between, man. That's that's what I would say. Yeah, I've learned. It says faith without works is dead. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to really put feet to your faith and make it yeah. happen, right? Mm -hmm. You just got to do it. And perfectionism will kill you every time because it's not going to be perfect, y'all. It's not going to be perfect. doesn't have to be sloppy. <clears throat> and it doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. It just has to be real. It's got to be you. And when you do right. stuff like that, then there's there's room to grow. And everybody's willing, mm -hmm. willing to grow with you. I've never seen any great shows start off perfect. They, they've just turned into some incredible stuff, right? Um, anyway, I can go through a list of those shows. Go back and, and watch, like watch Gary Vee's Wine TV from like 2007 or whenever he launched it compared to now yeah. and he was like you know not the most comfortable guy in camera surprise surprise like anybody else who's doing it for the first time and you know he was happy that he had a couple of family members and a friend or two that willing to, to tune into it and now he's you know he is who he is so i would say be your own version of him or whether you're a guy or girl be yourself but realize like you know you, you're going to polish it over time but don't be too polished where you're, like Matt said, only showing your best side on social media because that's not going to resonate either. People, no. the, the most popular uh, people, and it's not a popularity contest, but the most um, engaged podcasters are ones who are real. We're not yeah. hiding behind a facade. We're willing to get real with people. And that's why they're going to come in because they know they can kind of come out of their shell too and get comfortable in a space that's not stuffy and judgmental um yeah yeah so yeah, i'd say if someone's wondering what separates someone from from not really connecting with their following it's if you're trying to be overly polished up front and people see that it's not genuinely you that can also be a problem that's not driving people to stay with you over time
Yeah, it'll show up. Mm -hmm. It'll show up. Mike from Social Chameleon, it's been so great to have you here with us today on Matt Chat Live and just to share some moments that are just straight up real. I mean, from life examples, the things you've been through to where you're at today, uh, how you've been able to you know, accumulate all that into what you're doing now. Um, and I'd probably say, you know, the business you're in right now isn't exactly the perfect model of what you've wanted, but uh, you're moving in that direction. And now you've been able, to add, been able to add staff members and have people behind you, which makes it so much better when you don't have to worry about doing everything by yourself and uh, being willing to actually the big part about it is being willing to let go of certain things so somebody else can do it. That's a lot yeah. of times we as entrepreneurs, we got to have it. It's our stuff and you can't do it. Nope, this is my baby. And sometimes you have to be willing to let it go. And by doing that, For it's sure. another opportunity to increase and scale in ways you never could have before by having the right people around you. And, and you've been able to do that. So one more time, I'll just pop up on the screen here. It's uh, your website is at socialchameleon.us. Here's the website. It's a nice place yep. to pop in there and check out some great resources. you got a free download there for folks. Some folks are saying, I've never tried it before. Well, pop on there. And he's got a video about that as well at socialchameleon.us. So thanks again so much for being here, Mike. It's been really good to have you on the show. And uh, I think we can probably get back on another episode and really dig into more with Social mm -hmm. Chameleon and go that direction too. This has been a great um, I guess preface to even some of that, but there's still some some great things for people to jump into and, and grab in their own lives as well. So, you know, I've always tell you folks that sometimes it seems like there may be dark moments in our lives and there are plenty of them. Um, but it's always one thing I've learned is around the corner through a person, through God, through circumstances, situations, somehow there's always going to be a hope revealed. And I'm so mm -hmm. glad to have like Mike here today to be proof of that in the midst of mess and goodness uh, came something better. And it wasn't exactly what he was planning on, but it turned into something that was really in his heart from a kid. Um, so things can happen for you too. Don't think there's no hope because there surely is. I'm living proof. I'm supposed to have been dead so many times already. You know that, those that have listened and watched my story. And uh, I just want to encourage you to continue to move on and move forward. So, all right. So the next time, again, it's every Wednesday night, 5 p.m. Eastern is Matt Chat Live coming up in just a little bit from now. Join us for Let's Get Naked on Clubhouse. You can join us at LinkedIn for the event page. The link will be there. Pretty super simple. And we'd love to have you. So thanks again, folks, for being here for another uh, episode here of Matt Chat Live. Don't forget to come back and see us. We're here at the same Matt time, same Matt channel right here for Matt Chat Live. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on the Hope Revealed Podcast Network. If you'd like to find out more information about this episode or learning more about Matt's coaching or consulting services, resources, or booking information he has available, please visit mattcrump.tv. And thank you again for tuning in. And remember, in any dark place or any uncertain moment, right around the corner, there can always be a hope revealed. Thank you.